How to Supercharge Your Board of Directors. The 139 Podcast starts now. Welcome to 139, the official podcast of Love Times 2. Here is your host, Mike Victor. Hey, welcome to 139. This is the official podcast of Love Times 2. And I'm really glad that you could join me today because I'm going to be talking about five ways that you can revolutionize your board of directors. This is important stuff for everyone who sits on a board of directors or if you answer to a board of directors, whatever your capacity is. If there's a board of directors involved, these are some tips to help you be more effective in your work. And even if you're not currently working with a board of directors in any capacity, You may be tempted just to tune out, but I encourage you to listen to these tips because you never know where God's going to place you, and you might find some stuff on this podcast helpful to you. Now, this is one of those episodes of this podcast where I will be increasingly pressing into areas that go well beyond the news and topics and opinions of the day. There are plenty of podcasts out there like that, and frankly, I'll be talking about that stuff on 139 as well, but I'm also going to be talking about stuff at a very functional level that I hope will be helpful to you. And by now, you should know that a big part of Love Times 2's mission is to inspire and empower leadership to do great things. And covering topics like revolutionizing your board is just a part of our way to get there. Now, if I can give you just a few ways to revolutionize your board of directors, would you be interested? (laughs) Well, I hope so, because it's our topic today. And I'm hoping that you gain some really good nuggets out of this podcast that you can apply to your specific situation. Now, as a reminder, you can download a free ebook called Life-Saving Leadership. You can find it at lovetimes2.org slash ebook, and you'll get a lot of information on stuff like board of directors uh, that I'm talking about today. And I think you'll find it useful, uh, but I'd love for you to check it out and then let me know what you think about it actually after you read it. Uh, But anyways, check that book out. I think you'll find it useful. How is your board of directors? I mean, think about it. Just answer this to yourself honestly right now. How is your board of directors? Is it fired up or is it tired? Does it feel like it has purpose or is your board struggling to see the big picture? Let me ask you this. Are your board meetings something you look forward to or are they completely dysfunctional? Now, if you have any room for improvement at all, here are some tips at the 50,000-foot level that will help you absolutely energize your organization and your effectiveness. And let's face it, if our goal is to make the world a better place for moms and babies, we all want to be operating at maximum effectiveness, right? So here are some tips to revolutionize your board and help you be more effective in the work that you are engaged in right now. Are you ready? Way number one, rotate your board of directors. One of the best ways to keep your board fresh is to rotate members off every three years. Now, I just heard some of you hit the panic button thinking, oh, we can't do that. Well, you can. And let me just say right here, everything I'm going to be talking about today regarding the board of directors are things that I've experienced and have employed myself. So I'm not just making this stuff up. It works. And if you trust me, I can tell you rotating your board is one of the most effective things that you can do. Now, this does several things to energize your board. Number one, it forces you to grow. It's a built-in pruning process that forces you. It forces you to add new faces around the table. 
Well, number two, it brings new circles of influence. Every new board member that you bring on brings new relationships and circles of influence to your organization. And number three, it allows you to approach very busy people with a finite term of service. Few people, especially very busy people, want to commit to a lifetime of board service. I've heard people say to me that they've joined a board of directors and they feel like they're stuck on it forever because they, they feel guilty for jumping off the board, but there, there are no new board members coming on, so they feel like they've got to stay. Well, a set rotation takes the scariness out of the process. And you'll find that for very busy people, this will allow them to say yes to a three-year commitment, whereas they may say no if they feel like you're never going to let them go once they get onto the board of directors. Now, here's way number two. Set the agenda timeline and stick to it. No one likes to attend a meeting that doesn't adhere to a timeline. You have a set start time and you have a set finish time, and you stick to both of those. Now, for phone conferences, I think one hour should be enough. For in-person meetings, two to three hours, I think, should be tops. Whatever you decide on. Have a set start time, have a set finish time. And let me just say here, it's normal that, say for a phone conference, you may wait a few minutes for everybody to join on the call. But if you're waiting more than just a few minutes to start the meeting, you're rewarding tardy behavior from your directors who can't be there on time or refuse to be there on time. It becomes part of your culture on the board that it's not a problem to start the meeting 15 minutes late if you need to. Set the start time, set the finish time, stick to it. The only time you extend those times is when there's a major issue that you're in the middle of a discussion and you know you have to extend this for another 15 minutes or whatever, and only then it should be done by board consent. Now, this is why it's very, very important to have a great chair for your board because your board chair We'll keep everything running on time. We'll start the meeting, end the meeting, and ask for consensus if the meeting needs to run over a little bit. Now, way number three, cover the most important stuff first. If you have a major policy decision, it should be at the top of the agenda. This way, if you run out of time, you'll be skipping the stuff that most likely can wait until the next board meeting because you've already covered the big stuff up front. Part of the equation here, again, your board chair must properly manage the meeting so that the agenda stays on track. We've all been to board meetings where the top of the agenda is talking about a topic of the day or or whatever it might be. You need to get out of that mindset and you need to put your most important stuff first, cover it first. That way, if you run out of time, the stuff you're not covering most likely can be delegated somewhere else or put off until your next board meeting, okay? So way number four, strategically recruit who comes onto your board of directors. If your board is made up of people who say something like, well, I guess I'll do it if no one else will, let me just tell you that's a really bad way to build your board of directors. You need to know who you want to serve on your board and strategically recruit them to serve. You should have clear expectations so that prospects that you're asking to serve know what's expected of them. If you do not have board expectations written down, you need to do that before you approach your next next prospect. There should also be an internal consensus on your board before any prospects are approached. In other words, you should give your current board of directors the opportunity to talk about each possible prospect, and that way if anybody has an issue, it can be brought up behind closed doors before that prospect is ever approached. 
And let me just say, if only one person in your entire organization is picking who comes on the board with no other input, that's dysfunctional. And if your bylaws don't permit you to have a proper recruiting process and you feel like your hands are tied, that needs to be addressed by the board. You can always change your bylaws if you follow the method described in your bylaws to make changes. And never go to a public meeting. Never, never do this. Never go to a public meeting and ask people in attendance to join your board. You're only asking for trouble. I did that when I was younger. I can tell you, you're only asking for trouble. What you're going to be asking if you do that is, how do we get this person off of our board of directors if they come onto our board and they end up being uh, just somebody who's completely disruptive to the entire process? You want to strategically recruit who comes onto your board of directors. Now, here's way number five to revolutionize your board. Understand you don't need unanimous consent. What you need is mature discussion and a team spirit. So many boards get bogged down because one person in the room disagrees with something and then everything comes to a grinding halt because of the the disagreement. Now, you need to discuss it. You need to talk it through. You need to take a vote. And then you need to move on. A healthy board realizes that it's not the end of the world when there are different opinions. In fact, a healthy board is going to have a lot of different opinions around the table. But again, this points to the necessity of a great chairman who can steer things along through a discussion and then onto a vote, and then you move on. You don't bring everything to a halt because there's not unanimous consent. Okay, now here's an extra tip. Communicate as a team. There are too many boards that approach board meetings as a battleground. In other words, you get together, and every time you get together, it's like, okay, we're gearing up for this time to air out old grievances, or we're going to rehash stuff no one wants to rehash, or we're going to jump off agenda and throw everything and everyone out of rhythm. Or a board meeting can be dysfunctional when everyone is being talked at without no room for discussion. Have you ever served on a board or been in a board situation to where there's really no legitimate discussion. It's just listening to an endless droning on of, of reports that are being thrown at you with no interaction, no discussion on it. Nobody wants to serve on a board like that. It's boring. Uh, so, you know, a, a board becomes very dysfunctional when it's not viewed as the team getting together, but it's viewed as either adversaries getting together to duke something out or as a, a team that's getting together just so that uh, they can be talked to instead of actually involved in a discussion process. So there you go. Five ways to revolutionize your board plus an extra tip thrown in. I hope these will amplify your effectiveness in your life-saving work in where God has placed you. Hey, that's it for now. If you have a comment or an issue that you'd like to have this podcast address, email me at podcast at love times two. I'd love to hear from you. And always remember this, change the culture and the politics will follow. This has been 139, the official podcast of Love Times 2. Join us in the journey at lovetimes2.org. That's love, the letter X, and the number 2, dot O-R-G. Thanks for listening.